Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience. Oh, I feel it. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience, where we want you to experience the power of the true and living God. We are one church in four locations. Please visit LivelyStoneTemple.org for additional information. This message was recorded on February the 6th, 2022. The word of God is being brought forth by Elder Seth Capers. Now let's follow along in our Bibles. Our daily question to God should be, Lord, how can I please you today? That should be our question, the question of the day. Lord, how can I please you today? Hallelujah. Then what should jump out to us is because we can ask ourselves, what can I do or what have I done to please God this day? So how can I please God today? And what have I done or what can I do to please the Lord Jesus Christ? Those question words are in play in our spiritual walk with the Lord. Introspection is key when we deal with pleasing God, looking inwardly, seeing what it is that we can do individually, inwardly. That is what comes to our thought process when it deals or comes to pleasing God. I can't look at you and see how I can please God from what you're doing. You can't look at me and see how you can please God from what I'm doing. But you've got to search yourself through the word of God. You've got to look at that mirror of the word of God and see how it is that you can please God. I've got to look at that mirror of God's word and see how it is that I can please God. Because there may be some areas that you're, you know, overcoming and doing some things that I'm not overcoming in those areas. And if I'm looking at you and judging myself by you, I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel like I can't make it. I can't do it. But I'm not to judge myself by you all. You're not to judge yourself by me. The Bible says that's unwise. But we're to judge ourselves by the word of God. And I believe that if we take time to judge ourselves by the word of God, Others won't have to be judging us in that way because we are seeing those, those issues, those areas of life that we've got to walk in in order to please God. Hallelujah. To please, according to the biblical definition, means to satisfy. So the question is then, how can I satisfy God today? How can I satisfy my Lord Jesus Christ with my life living? So I want to satisfy him. I don't just want to, you know, do something that might make him feel good today and then tomorrow I'm causing him shame. But I want to satisfy him. Hallelujah. When we satisfy somebody or satisfy something or whatever the case is, it's something that's a continual thing. You know, you find something really good to eat and you're satisfied by it. You don't want to just have it one day and then never eat it again. Oh, it's too good for me. I don't want to ever have that again. No, you want to satisfy yourself with that thing over and over and over. So how can I satisfy God? How can I make him happy daily? The Bible lets us know that he daily loads us with benefits. So I should daily serve him. I should daily have a walk with him. Hallelujah. I should daily have a prayer life with him. I should daily have a time of consecration before him because I want to please him. I want to satisfy him. We see Apostle Paul. We know that he's and was the apostle to the Gentiles, and he was Timothy's father in the gospel. He gave Timothy advice regarding pleasing God. Second Timothy 2 and 4 declares, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. 
Hallelujah. This shows us that in this spiritual army, we have been enlisted and have no time to become entangled with worldliness. Our aim, as the hymn says, is higher ground. Hallelujah. And so we understand that the Apostle Paul was giving Timothy this insight, this understanding that if you've been called to war, if you've been called to warfare, that you cannot Hallelujah. Find yourself entangled with the ways and the affairs and cares of this life because you are choosing or looking to please him that has chosen you to be a soldier. We've got to understand that there's a lot in that scripture because this scripture lets us know that we have not chosen God, but God has chosen us. Hallelujah. We have that twisted a lot of times. We feel as if we've chosen the Lord and I found the Lord. But we've got to realize that God found us. He found many of us in our sinful state. He found all of us in our sinful state. He found some of us drowning in our own blood. He found some of us, I can say, twice dead and plucked up by the roots. He found some of us, hallelujah, in this place and in that place, whether it was on crack or whether it was in this alley or whether it was in this place you shouldn't have been even if it was in church he found us hallelujah we didn't find him he chose us so he chose us to be a soldier and not to just be any soldier but to be a good soldier of the lord jesus christ hallelujah and if god found us in that situation and chose us and called us then we've got to please him we've got to give him all that we have because he's chosen us to be a soldier come on and tell the lord thank you jesus Hallelujah. Our aim, as I said, is higher ground. We're looking to go higher in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in our pleasing God, that pleasing God is what's going to take us higher in the Lord Jesus Christ. And understanding that we are working to be pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Psalm 32 and 8 declares, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. This is the Lord God talking to us, letting us know that he's going to teach us. He's going to instruct us in the way which we shall go. He's going to guide us with his eye. What does that mean? The things that Jesus finds pleasing is what he'll guide us into. Hallelujah. He's not going to guide us into anything that's unpleasing to him, displeasing to him. He's not going to guide us into anything that's ungodly. He's not going to guide us into anything that's going to cause us to fall into sin. But he's going to guide us with his eye. Those things that please his eye, he's going to guide his people into those ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've got to understand that the enemy of our soul, the devil, Satan, he comes to distract us as we talked about earlier. He comes to disturb us. He comes to cause us to feel as if there is no way we can please God. He'll cause us to feel like, see what you've done? You did this, you did that. Oh, you thought this, you thought that. You said this, you said that. Oh, see, look at you. Oh, I thought you were so saved and all kind of stuff. But not realizing that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We can confess, repent, and forsake. We can, hallelujah, find ourselves being cleaned and cleansed through the word of God. The devil doesn't have that ability. His time is over. His time is up. So he's going to try to drag as many people, hallelujah, to hell, to the lake of fire with him as he can. But I have vowed to go to heaven. I vowed, hallelujah, to serve God with my life, hallelujah. Does that mean that I have to let go of some things? Yes. Does it mean that I might have to sacrifice some things? Yes, but I want to be pleasing in the sight of God. If you want to be pleasing in his sight, hallelujah, clap your hands and tell the Lord, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So he says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Hallelujah. Even Jesus' prayer that he taught his disciples in Matthew 6, 13, lets us know that God will not lead us into temptation. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, 13 declares, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is Jesus teaching his disciples to pray. We understand that there was a disciple that asked Jesus, Lord, will you teach us to 
pray like John taught his disciples. For some reason, they looked at John's disciples. Hallelujah. And they looked at his disciples to be, I guess, that cap that they've got to look at and see how they do things. So we want to do things just that way. And we understand that according to teaching and history and customs and all of uh, the Eastern world, that when someone was a disciple of somebody, they were a wholehearted follower. They did exactly what that person said for them to do, and they did it the way that the person taught them. So John taught his disciples how to pray. And so then this disciple of Jesus wanted that same instruction. He looked at what John's disciples were doing, and he wanted instruction as well. So then we have Jesus instructing his disciples how to pray. He didn't, in other words, have them to say this verbatim as we do oftentimes, but he gave this as a model of prayer, hallelujah, letting them know that you You've got to, hallelujah, begin to come before the Lord Jesus Christ and know that in prayer that as you're seeking the face of God, you're going to be able to say things like this and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You're going to be able to understand who Jesus is and what it is that he's come to do and what it is that he did not come to do. He did not come to lead us into temptation, but he called and came to deliver us from evil. He came to lead us into his presence. He came to, hallelujah, lead us into, hallelujah, the power of his spirit. And his is the kingdom and his is the glory. His is the power forever because he is who it is that he says that he is. He's our God, the Lord Jesus Christ. We can trust his leading because he is the leader of all things. I'll say it again. We can trust his leading because he is the leader of all things. The Holy Ghost inside of us has given us the ability to be led by the Lord Jesus Christ. We now have the ability to be led by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Without the Holy Ghost, we cannot be led by the Spirit of God. We've got to know that only the Holy Ghost gives us that ability and that understanding and that desire to even be led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. John 16 and 13 declares, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. So when we talk about the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God it is that guides us into all truth. Hallelujah. He guides us into the ways of righteousness, the ways of holiness. He does not guide us into a dark room or into some place that's going to cause us to be distracted and to be uh, uh, destroyed by the adversary or whatever the case is. But he's leading us, my God, into the ways of righteousness. Leading us into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And sure enough, this is what the Lord Jesus Christ did for his disciples and what he's doing for us. And we know that on the day of Pentecost, he filled them with his spirit. And even now that we are living, hallelujah, I say in the book of Acts, as we have heard so many times, we're still living in the book of Acts because we're living in the time where action is still taking place in the church. The church is still going on, hallelujah. So in living during this time frame, we have the ability now to have God show us things to come. We have the ability now for God to lead us and guide us. As we said earlier, with his eye, he's guiding us into his presence. He's doing that that we might, hallelujah, be pleasing in his sight. He's not doing that just for any old reason, but he's doing it that we might be pleasing in his sight. How many want to be pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So there's something about being led by the Spirit of God. There's something about being led by his Spirit, that Holy Spirit, that power of God unto salvation. Thank you, Jesus. And why am I talking about being led? Why am I talking about that when we're supposed to be talking about pleasing God? Hallelujah. I'm talking about that because the Bible lets us know. Thank you, Jesus. In Romans 8 and 1, it says, 
There is therefore now no condemnation to them that which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And then verse 8 says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. I'm talking about being led because we are the sons of God, and the sons of God are led by God. Hallelujah. We are the sons of God, and we are led by God. If I'm walking in the flesh, I can't please God. But if I'm walking in the spirit, I will please God. Hallelujah. And it says in verse 8, one of chapter 8 in Romans says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. So we've got to be in Christ Jesus as the sons of God, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So I'm being led because I'm walking after the spirit. I'm not walking after the flesh. If I walk after the flesh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to be that son of God that God has called me to be. But if I walk, my God, after the spirit, I am that son of God. I'm pleasing to God. I'm able to please God. I'm not walking in a place that I'm walking in uh, displeasure toward the Lord, but I'm pleasing God because I am walking according to the spirit of God. I'm grateful that God has given me the ability to walk in his spirit. Hallelujah. I'm talking about being led because the sons of God are led by God. Thank you, Jesus. First John 3 and 2 declares, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. We are now the sons of God. We know that Jesus Christ, as he was in the ministry of the sonship in the earth, he was the son of God at that time. But we know that he is God Almighty. He wrapped and roped himself in the likeness, the Bible says, of sinful flesh. And hallelujah, we know that he did not sin. My God. God, but he walked as a man in the earth. Thank you, Jesus. But now are we the sons of God. This is our job now, our role now. We're walking as those hands and feet of the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth now. We're not walking around just doing our own thing, living our own life, but we're doing uh, things that are pleasing in the sight of God. We're praying and we're fasting and we're helping others. We're telling others the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel. We're letting others know that Jesus wants to save you. We're letting others know that you can come out of whatever you're going through, whatever mess you're in. God wants to bring you out and give you a message hallelujah we're helping others to know that jesus christ is god on by himself he's the almighty god he's the wonderful he's the counselor he's the mighty god he's the everlasting father he's the prince of peace we're telling others this because we want them to be uh, pleasing in the sight of the lord we don't want to be the only ones that's pleasing in god's sight we don't want to be the only ones going to heaven in other words we want to take somebody with us hallelujah so we're doing that by showing others the love of god and letting them know that you can be pleasing in god's sight as well hallelujah first john 3 and 2 says Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, and we know he's coming back, saints, hallelujah, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And I just want you to take about three seconds and think about that. Think about seeing him on that cloud coming back for you in glory. My God, ready to take you out of here, saying, come my people, hallelujah, that all that you've done, my God, all that you've gone through, all that you, my Lord Jesus, have, hallelujah, uh, went through and didn't give up in the midst of. My God, you survived it, and you survived it with praise and worship. You survived it with a smile. All of that that you went through, my God, is worth it at that very moment. That very moment in the twinkle of an eye, my God, it's worth it to know that Jesus is going to take you out of here one day. Hallelujah. Because you are pleasing in his sight. And I heard Bishop Moore say that, my God, even in all of our holiness, even in as holy as we're living, we've got to have a measure of God's grace to get us out of here. And I'd never thought about it before I heard him say that years ago. But it's true. We've got to have the grace of God to get us out of here. My God. So we thank God that grace is yet going to be working on our behalf even in the rapture hallelujah hallelujah the grace of god is yet going to be working on our behalf even in the rapture and after the rapture we know that hallelujah at the 
rapture, then there's going to be a different dispensation coming in. The kingdom age, hallelujah. My God, the dispensation of grace will be over. My God, that little bit of grace, whatever it is that's left, is going to get us out of here. And then it's going to be over. It's going to be time for the kingdom age. So we thank God to know and understand that we want to be pleasing in God, pleasing to his eyes, pleasing in the sight of the Lord, so we can get on out of here one day. Hallelujah. Give God some praise. He's worthy. So as sons of God, we must be led by him. This is what causes us to please him, being led by him, allowing him to lead us. Thank you, Jesus. The enemy wants us to be led by him. That's the devil's job. His job is to try to distract us so we'll follow after him. We've got to realize the Bible does call us sheep, and sheep are actually dumb. You know, I'm not coming for anyone. I'm telling you what we understand about sheep. But we need to be led by that good shepherd. Don't be led by the wolf. Don't be led by the wolf in sheep's clothing. But be led by the good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the good shepherd. Hallelujah. That's what he said. And he's given us pastors as under shepherds. Hallelujah. Over the flock. And they are to feed the flock of God and take the oversight. Hallelujah. Not with uh, restraint and not by filthy lucre and all these things, but they're to do it willingly, hallelujah. And so as we are following the word of God and following the teachings of the word of God from our pastors and leaders that are standing for truth, then we are able to be pleasing in the sight of the Lord because we can't lead ourselves. We can't lead ourselves. The Bible lets us know it's not a man that walketh to direct his steps. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So we've got to be ordered by the Lord. Then the Bible says in the book of Psalm, order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. So I've got to be led by the Holy Ghost in order to be pleasing in the sight of the Lord. How do I please him? That how is coming back up. How do I please him? What does it take? Well, firstly, it takes purification in order to please God. Hallelujah. First John 3, 3 declares, and every man that hath his hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. We've got to purify ourselves. There's something about going through a process of purification to get just to that right grade, that right level that God is calling us to be. Hallelujah. It's going to take a little bit of tears and a little bit of crying, a little bit of midnight prayers and a little bit of fasting, a little bit of shouting and dancing, a little bit of going through this and that. It's going to take some things in order for you to be purified. And then that heat is going to be turned up even hotter in order for you to be pure. Hallelujah. Because when you go, hallelujah, through the trials and tribulations of life, the Lord lets us know that you're going to come out as pure gold. Hallelujah. You're going to be tried in the fire and come forth as pure gold. So it takes purification. Let God make you. Let God mold you. Get on that potter's wheel and let him work a work in you. My God, let him make you into another vessel. Let him make me into another vessel. That's what we've got to do in order to be pleasing in his sight. It takes fasting. And fasting is something that our flesh does not want to do. Our fasting time before the Lord is a time where we are surrendering ourselves fully to the Lord, wholly to God. And what I like to do in fasting I like to fast from social media and TV and whatnot during that time as well because I don't want distractions. I don't want outside influences stopping and hindering me from being who God has called me to be. I don't want those things to stop me, my God, from being in his presence because in his presence, hallelujah, it's the fullness of joy and at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So fasting before the Lord, fasting is what, hallelujah, breaks those yoke, all those yokes of the adversary, those things that has us bound, those things that are binding us around our neck. My God, that's what fasting does. It breaks the yokes of the adversary my god and then the anointing the bible says is what destroys the yoke so it takes fasting it takes praying and the bible says that we're to pray without ceasing hallelujah if that's the only scripture we had on prayer that's enough hallelujah because the bible lets us know that we can't stop praying the old song says don't stop praying the lord is nigh 
Keep on praying. He'll hear your cry. The Lord has promised. His word is true. Saints, don't stop praying. He'll answer you. So we've got to understand that the word of God lets us know we're to pray without ceasing. We can't stop praying. Pray. And with all prayer, hallelujah, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, the Bible says, we're to let our requests be made known unto God. Hallelujah. This is what we've got to understand, that as saints that just get up and have a spiritually uh, mute situation going on, talk to your God. Pray to him. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his mercy. Worship him with your mouth. Worship him with your heart. The Bible says with the fruit of our lips, we're to give God praise. And that's heart worship. That comes from the heart. That's not just lip service, but that comes from the heart. The fruit of our lips, that's what's produced from our heart. And it's coming forth, my God, from our lips in prayer and in praise before the Lord. So we've got to give God that. We've got to open our mouths to the Lord and pray without ceasing. We've got to also resist temptation. Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness. We talked about that in Sunday school. But Jesus resisted him with the word of God. It takes the word of God to please God. It takes what God has given us, hallelujah, to please him. We've got to use God's word in order to please him. We cannot please God with our own words. Sometimes our words, my God, are not words of, uh, of pleasing sort. We're not saying all kind of, hallelujah, prosperous things all the time. And we're not saying all, all types of positive things all the time. And I'm this and I'm that and I'm good. We, sometimes we... Are down on ourselves. Sometimes we allow the enemy to tell us you can't do this and tell you you can't do that and we'll speak that out of our mouth. I don't understand this. I'm not that. Why am I going through this? We find ourselves giving place to the devil but we've got to understand that we've got to resist temptation through the word of God. Use God's word to fight the adversary. We can't fight the adversary in our own way. I can't fight the adversary with my mind, with my thoughts. I've got to use the thoughts of Christ, the mind of Christ. His hallelujah mind is victorious. His mind, my God, goes beyond anything that I could ever know Anything I can think, feel, or ask. We've got to realize that the mind of Jesus is a victorious mind. His mind went all the way to the cross. My God, and died for us. His mind understood that he had to, my God, die for us. He lived a life as a child, as a babe, as a teenager, as an adolescent, as all of these parts of life, knowing that he had to die. My God, but he didn't give up. Hallelujah, the Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. Hallelujah. He understood that I've got to do this for Seth. I've got to do this for Sister Carolyn. Hallelujah, Deacon Zimmerman. And my God, everyone else in here. I don't want to call everyone's name, but he's doing it for everybody and has done it for everybody. He's done it for all of us. Even those that's watching in, he's done it for us. But we've got to understand that in him doing it for us, he's given us the ability to use his word. Clap your hands and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It takes the word of God. It takes the word of God. It's the word of God that has taken us into that place of being able to be pleasing in his sight. So Psalm 119 and 89 declares, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. His word is already settled in heaven. There's no changing of God's word. It's settled in heaven. Hallelujah. And it's settled, my God, so much so until it was spoken in the beginning. And it'll last until the end. Hallelujah. His word is settled so much so until it's causing the world to continue to spin on his axis. Hallelujah. My God, his word is settled so much so until he's still allowing the sun and moon to rise on their courses. Hallelujah. And to do what it is that they do. The stars come out at night and whatnot. That's how settled God's word is. That's how settled he wants us to be in his word. Hallelujah. That we have to be those that are unchanging. We've got to be those that are unmovable. My God, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because we know, as much as we know, our labor is not in vain in the Lord. We've got to be just that settled because his word is settled in heaven in order to please him. Don't go, my God, from the left to the right and from the right to the left and from the front to the back and running all around 
my God not understanding what's going on. We have the wisdom of God on the inside of us. The Holy Ghost on the inside of us is God. He's God that created the heavens and earth. We have him inside of us. We have that one that can give us the peace. He is the peacemaker. So in having him on the inside of us, we've got to realize that we can be settled in him. I don't have to be confused. I don't have to be downtrodden. I don't have to give place to the devil because I have God's word. That's what settles me. That's what keeps me. That's what's helping me to resist temptation. And not only does it take us resisting temptation, hallelujah, it takes us understanding that the word of God is what causes us to please God. So, uh, John 5 and 39 declares, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So God has given us a charge to search the scriptures and begin to understand the word of God. Understand that there's eternal life in God's word. There's not eternal life in my word or your word, hallelujah, but the word of God is eternal. We got to understand that the word of God lets us know that where the word of a king is, there is power, hallelujah. Jesus Christ, our God, is king of kings and lord of lords. He's king of all kings and lord of all lords. And his word has power, hallelujah. Say that to yourself. Say his word has power. His word has power. And in his word having power, we've got to understand that that's how we can please him, by using his word. Hallelujah. We can search those scriptures and learn about him. We can take his yoke upon us and learn of him. Hallelujah. Because his yoke is easy. Hallelujah. And his burden, they are light. Hallelujah. And then the word of God is not just the word. It's not just any old thing. But there are some symbols of the word of God. God's word is a hammer to convict, according to Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that that breaketh the rock in pieces. His word, hallelujah, my God is like full of soap to cleanse. Malachi 3, 2. But who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller soap. He's going to beat us, cleanse us, and wet us, and make us, hallelujah, full in him. I did a little bit of research on that fuller. That fuller is, I believe, like the launderer today. One that would take hold of that, hallelujah, garment or whatever it is that he needed to take hold of, and he would beat it. Hallelujah, he'd cleanse it. He'd wet it. He'd make it into a full garment, a full thing. And so that's what God is doing for us. His word is making us and molding us, shaping us into being pleasing into his sight. Hallelujah. He's beating us, my God. And it doesn't feel good when we have to get beat sometimes. He's cleansing us. Hallelujah. He's scrubbing some things out of us. It don't feel good. It don't feel like, my God, a nice little gentle bubble bath. But he's taking the word and he's scrubbing those things out of you, scrubbing out those spots and ironing out those wrinkles because he wants us to be pleasing in his sight. He's coming back for a church with Without spot or wrinkle, hallelujah. He's coming back for a church, my God, that's ready and prepared for his coming, hallelujah. I don't want to be like those foolish virgins who weren't prepared for the coming of the Lord, but I want to be like the wise virgins that knew he was coming and had the oil in my vessel, had extra oil. So have as much oil as you need, saints. Get oily, hallelujah, before the Lord and let God know that I want to please you, hallelujah, with my life. I want to please you with everything that I have. I want to be those, hallelujah, that are ready to go back with the Lord when he comes. And so not only is the Lord, hallelujah, his word is a full of soap to us, but his word is also a mirror to reflect. So James 125 declares, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. We've got to take the word of God and understand that God's word is a mirror for us to look into and to see ourselves. So we've got to check ourselves daily. We've got to check ourselves, my God, to see if we're in the faith, examine ourselves to make sure that we're in the faith. Because sometimes if we're not examining ourselves, we'll have this spot over here, this wrinkle over there. We have this thing hanging off us. We have this thing coming out of our eye. We have all kind of things just hanging off of us and not realizing that there's a change that got to be, hallelujah, done in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and give God some praise. Hallelujah. 
So God wants us to take hold to his word, take hold to that perfect law of liberty. And that perfect law of liberty is the word of God. It's the perfect law of freedom. There's freedom in his word. So in understanding that he's making us and molding us to be pleasing in his sight, we understand that we're pleasing and we're actually free in him. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The Bible says, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So in the word of God, in that perfect law of liberty, that mirror that we can look into and see what we need to change and what we need to do to get pleasing in his sight, that is the word of God, and it comes from spending time in God's word, knowing, my God, who it is that God has called us to be, and knowing how it is that God wants us to walk according to his word. That's why Sunday school, Bible class, that's why coming to church is so important, because I can think I know it. I can think that I know it all and be feeling like, oh, yeah, I got this all together. But God is like, you got to have my word. you got to be a hearer of the word and be a doer of the word. And I can't do it on my own. I can't teach myself. The Bible says the Holy Ghost teaches all things, but it comes from being taught the word of God. It comes being taught through our pastors and leaders. It does not come from us sitting home and calling ourselves teachers of our own selves. No, it doesn't come from us heaping teachers to ourselves, having itching ears, wanting what the devil is giving out, but I want the word of God. Give me the word. Hallelujah. We've got to understand that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I can only hear God's word and be, hallelujah, the one that responds in faith and have my faith built if I come, hallelujah, into the presence of the Lord. If I come into the house of God and receive what it is that God has for me, that's how I'm, hallelujah, becoming pleasing in his sight. So not only that, not only is God's word that mirror to reflect, but God's word is also a seed to multiply. Hallelujah. We know that the Bible lets us know that while the earth remains, it's seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. God's word, God's ways, God's work is going to continue to move on and on and on. There's a seed in the ground. It's planted, but then it's going to grow because it was put into the ground. So that's what God's word is. God's word is spoken. And once it's spoken, it's planted. My God, then it's watered. And God gives the increase of his word. Hallelujah. And then not only, not only that, we know that God's word is a lamp to God. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Hallelujah. His word guides us into all truth. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he shall guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. God's word is also rain and snow to refresh. And this is one of our favorite scriptures. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11 says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sin it. Hallelujah. That's the word of God. God's word refreshes us. God's word cleanses us, as snow and as rain does. Hallelujah. Just think about that word, just, hallelujah, flowing in your soul and raining on your snowing on you and cleansing you. That's amazing to think about God's word in that way. All of that is helping us to please God. And then God's word is a sword to cut. His word is a sword to cut those things out of us that should not be because I want to be pleasing in his sight. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6, 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We've got to have the sword of the spirit. I need the sword of the spirit in order to be pleasing in God's sight. I need God's word to cut things out of me and to break things off of me and shake me up and wake me up so that I can be pleasing in his sight. So not only do I need fasting and prayer, but I've got to have God's word. Give me the word. Give me God's word. So so I know how to stand. Give me God's word so I know how to resist temptation. Give me God's word so I know how to go through my trials and tribulations with joy. Give me God's word so I know how to, my God, combat the adversary. Give me God's word so I know how to defeat my flesh. Give me God's word so I know how to speak healing to my body. Give me God's word so I know how to speak my blood pressure down in the name of Jesus. Give me God's word so 
I know how to speak my blood pressure up in Jesus' name when it's time to come up. Give me God's word so I know how to speak healing to somebody else in the name of Jesus. Give me God's word so I can help somebody understand that you don't have to commit suicide. Give me God's word so I can help somebody know that you can come out of sin, come out of shame, come out of fear. Give me God's word so I can let somebody know that God loves you with an everlasting love and his love will not die. There remaineth no more sacrifice. He has already given his life and he's given his life for us. So I need God's word so that I can be pleasing in his sight. Hallelujah. We've got to be pleasing in the sight of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want him to see me, see me in my situation and help me out of it. Help me through it. He's given us that ability to bear what we go through. He's made a way of escape that we're able to bear it. Hallelujah. Some things we've got to go through. Some things you just got to go through. But in the midst of me going through, do just that. Go through it. Don't get stuck in it. Don't die in it. Don't die there. Hallelujah. But go on through it, understanding that you're pleasing God. You're pleasing God as you're sojourning through this land. As you're going through situations and trials, you're pleasing God. Hallelujah. He's looking at you. He sees what you're facing. He sees what you're going to face. He knows your ending from your beginning. Hallelujah. My God, he already knows, my God. My God, who you are and what you are in him. But he's given you the ability to walk on through it and understand that you can be pleasing in his sight. Yes, we're facing trials. Yes, we're facing tribulations. Yes, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. Yes, things are happening. But God, give me your word. God, give me your strength. God, give me your hope. So I'll know, Lord Jesus Christ, that I can make it. I can make it through it. I don't have to give up in the midst of it. My God, why die when I can live? Why die when I can live? I can live and live that life more abundantly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because God has given me the ability to please him. He's called me to himself. He's called me to be a soldier and not just any old soldier, but a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's called me to be one that's dedicated. Hallelujah. And my God, that's hallelujah found in him. I want to be found in his righteousness alone. I don't want to be found in my own ways. My righteousness is as filthy rags. What I do is as a filthy rag. Hallelujah. I want to be cleansed, beaten, washed, made Made ready, my God, for his spirit, for his service. Use me, Lord, in thy service. That's our prayer. That's our desire to be pleasing in his sight. Do whatever it takes to please God. Do whatever it takes to please God. Say that to yourself. Say, do whatever it takes to please God. Do whatever it takes to please God. He has done whatever it took to save us. So we've got to do whatever it takes to please God. Don't allow the devil to tell you that there's no hope, that there's no way out. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. And he's a liar from the beginning. But we've got to do whatever it takes to please God. We've got to please God with our lives. Our lives are in his hands. And with our lives being in his hands, we've got to realize according to God's word that we can please him. We can please him. I can please him. I can please him. There's some things I can think of even now that I can do better. There's some things you can think of even now that you can do better. Let's do those things and please God with our lives. That I might be pleasing in his sight. Hallelujah. I want to be pleasing to him. How many want to please the Lord Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. If you want to please him, let's just stand on our feet and let's begin to pray before the Lord. And let's let him know that we love him. Let, us, uh, let him know that he's God in our lives, that we care about what he cares about. Hallelujah. We don't just care about our ways and our things and our stuff. But, Father, we care about what you care about, Lord. Let our hearts, Lord Jesus, be made soft, O oh God, in your presence. Let our hearts be made ready to care about what you care about. If it displeases you, let it displease us, Lord Jesus. Let us not go running after it if you're running from it, Lord God. Or if you're, my God, turned away from it, don't let us run after it, Lord Jesus. But let us, Lord God, run after the things, O oh God, 
that you are desiring for us. Guide us with your eye, Lord Jesus. Those things that you look on and see, my God, that are pleasing in your sight, guide us into those things, O oh Lord. Guide us into the good things of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the living God that lives on the inside of us, my God, that comes with tongues of fire. We thank you, Lord, for the baptism in water in Jesus' name. Thank you for repentance, being able to repent, my God, before you and to be saved. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for causing us, my God, to be in a place that we desire more of you. Let that be our desire at all times, Lord Jesus. Let us never lose the desire, oh God, to be saved. Let us never lose the desire, Lord God, to be holy. Let us never lose the desire, Lord Jesus Christ, to be righteous. Let us never lose the desire, hallelujah, my God, to be pleasing in your sight. For God, if we're doing it just to do it, we're not doing it according to your will and according to your way. But oh God, if we're doing it, oh God, that you might be glorified, my God, then you'll be glorified in it. So Lord, we thank you that we can be pleasing in your sight. Lord, let us be those, my God, that's not wandering around aimlessly, but let's know that we're led by your spirit. Let's listen to your spirit. My God, make us spiritually sensitive, oh God, to your voice, oh Lord Jesus, to hear what it is that you're saying and to immediately follow, my God, because our desire is to be pleasing in your sight. And Lord, we thank you for it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Give God praise. Give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Our desire is to please him with our lives. Our lives are in his hands. He owns us. Hallelujah. The Bible says all souls are mine and the soul that sinned it shall die. Our souls belong to God. So our, what we should do is please him. That's the least we can do is please him because we belong to him. Hallelujah. We don't have the rights over our soul. I know some people have the title to their car and they have this, uh, you know, deed to their house and whatnot. And you own those things on the earth. But when it comes to our soul, we can't own our soul. We can't possess our soul. Hallelujah. But Jesus Christ, our God, died for our souls at Calvary. And he owns it. And with him owning our soul, hallelujah, he wants us to please him with all that we've got. With all that we've got. With all that's within me. I want to please you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord, with the heart of thanksgiving. I will bless thee, O Lord. Just sing a little bit of it with me. I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord, with the heart of thanksgiving. I will bless thee, O Lord, with my hands lifted up, with my hands lifted up, and my mouth filled with praise, and my mouth filled with praise. A heart of thanksgiving. With a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. I want to be pleasing to him. I will bless thee. I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. With my hands lifted up, with my hands lifted up, and my mouth filled with praise, with a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. One more time, with my hands, with my hands lifted up. And my heart filled with praise.
God of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give God some glory. Hallelujah. That I might be pleasing in his sight. We want to bless the Lord. God bless you. We thank God for the word of God in the name of Jesus. God is an awesome God, a wonderful God, a mighty God, a good God, and there is none like him. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. In Jesus' name.